If you have your Bibles, turn to Galatians 3.14. We're continuing our study of the third chapter of Paul's epistle to the Galatians here on the Radio Bible Course. And if you are joining us for the first time, we welcome you. We've been talking about how everyone was under the curse of the law, everyone who has not kept it perfectly, and how Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by being made a curse for us. And now in verse 14, there's a wonderful promise to those who believe in Christ. It says that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The promise that God then made to Abraham involves the Spirit. Now this final clause of verse 14, like the first clause, is what is called a purpose clause, introduced by the conjunction in Greek called hina. Now, they are coordinate, and the second clause explains the first clause. First of all, Christ is the blessing of Abraham to the world, and when we believe in him, we receive the Spirit through faith in Christ. When Jesus was baptized, the Spirit descended upon him, and John saw it and recorded that. Now, we don't see the Spirit, but we have the promise, and a handful of scriptures confirm that. One of these is Ephesians 1.13. It reads, In him you also, who have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and have believed in him, were sealed with the Holy Spirit, which is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it. These people didn't do anything, that is the Ephesians, do anything other than hear the word of truth and believe it. Then the Holy Spirit came into their lives. They were sealed by that Holy Spirit, just like you would put your stamp of approval on something that you read, saying, this is okay. It's like a notary seal, which authenticates it. It makes it official. And God does that with everyone who believes in his wonderful Son. He stamps you with his Spirit. And that stamp means that from then on you belong to him. And you are his possession. He takes ownership of those who believe in his Son. Now this is all in keeping with what Jesus himself taught to the apostles after his resurrection in the first chapter of the book of Acts. It says, And gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, You heard of from me. For John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. This is a repeat teaching of Jesus because on the night before he was crucified, he met with his disciples. And he said, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, even the Spirit of Truth. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Now think of this historically. This was said before the cross, 
Before Jesus was crucified, he said to the apostles and disciples, He is with you. Was the Spirit with them? Oh, indeed he was. The Spirit was with Christ. Christ had the Spirit without measure. And he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Now, how about the apostles? Yes, Jesus sent them out and he gave them power. And that's the power of the Spirit. To do what? To raise the dead, to heal the sick, to cast out demons. They could duplicate the Messiah's work because they had the Messiah's Spirit. Now, Jesus is saying here, I will pray the Father and he will give you another counselor. Jesus was their counselor. But Jesus was going to leave. After his resurrection and ascension, he left this earth and has not been back since. But he's coming back. But he said, he'll send another counselor to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth. He dwells with you. They knew that. But then he made this very significant promise. And he will be in you. Now, that couldn't happen until Christ gave up his life. And the promise would be fulfilled that God would send the Spirit. And that Spirit would do what? Live in them. Think of it. The New Testament believer is far different from the Old Testament believer. Moses, Isaiah... Abraham didn't have the Spirit living in them. This is a strictly New Testament truth that everyone who believes God's Word has the Spirit living in them, something unknown in the Old Testament. You see, they had a temple in the Old Testament. The Jews went to it. That was the place of sacrifice and that was the place of worship. But in the New Testament, you don't have a temple like that. God in the Old Testament had his presence in that temple, in the Holy of Holies. And woe to the man who would dare go behind that veil into the Holy of Holies. He would surely die. Now, is God living in a temple today? Yes, in us. We are the temple of the living God this body of mine is where the Spirit dwells. That's what he means by the statement, He will be in you. The Spirit lives in you. That's a truth to accept, to believe, and to rejoice in. That you have the Holy Spirit because you have believed in Jesus Christ, and it's all related to Galatians 3.14, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. How? By asking? No. By begging? No. By trying to do something? No. True faith. Just as you believe in Jesus Christ to take away your sins, so you believe in Jesus Christ to give you the Spirit. I have been to church when certain hymns were sung that said, O Spirit, come. Friends, the Spirit has come. Don't sing a song like that. And don't pray that the Spirit will come to live in you. If you believed, he has come to live in you. Can't you believe God? You don't say, after you have believed in Christ, oh, please take away my sins. He has taken away your sins. That's part of the promise to everyone who believes. Have you ever prayed, oh, please make me a child of God? 
That would be doubting God because he has declared if you believe in his son, you are a child of God. Have you ever prayed to be born again? You don't have to pray that prayer. If you believe in Christ, you have been born of God. You see, we are weak in this matter of faith. We don't believe God. We think we have to ask him to do all these things for us when he has given us a package of blessings that come with faith in Christ Jesus. When I believed in Christ, I was declared completely righteous in his sight. I was given all spiritual blessings and heavenly places. I was made an heir of God. I was declared to be a child of God and an heir of Abraham and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. My sins were taken away. The Spirit was given to me. Now what else do I need? Why, I have everything. I have been blessed. Believe it and act like it. Don't go around begging like a a person in poverty who hasn't been given anything, don't ever say, oh, I'm just a Christian. To be a Christian is to have everything that God has wanted you to have. There is nothing more. You have to wait the inheritance because you haven't died yet, but you have the promise, and God is going to back up his word. Friends, if you believe in Christ, you are rich. And don't be asking God for riches down here. That's not part of the promise. He hasn't promised you a bed of roses. He has promised you this, that just as they persecuted the Master, so they will persecute his disciples. If they hated him, they'll hate you. But you have everything. Listen to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. He destined us in love to be his sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us. This matter of becoming a Christian is not a matter of poverty. It is spiritual riches. God has poured out his blessings upon us, and we need to rejoice in it. If after this discussion you're still not certain about the Spirit, listen to a couple of more passages. Paul wrote to the Romans in chapter 8 and said, If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That tells us something, that every believer does have the Spirit of Christ. If you didn't, you couldn't be a Christian. You couldn't be a child of God. So don't be asking for the Spirit. Believe what God has promised. Now in Romans 8, farther on the page, Paul writes, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, 
heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Does the Spirit of God witness with your spirit, that is your human spirit, that you are a child of God? That's what assurance is all about. If you are saying, I'm not sure I'm going to heaven, I'm not sure that I have been born again, then I say you probably haven't. Because if you did believe in Christ, you would be sure. And that assurance comes from the Spirit coming into your life to indwell you and bearing witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. John Wesley used to say that if you didn't have the testimony of the inward spirit, then you just didn't have it. Of course that's necessary. Christians need to know. You can't wait until you die to try to find out, as many people say. And I've heard them say it when we have talked about how sure we were that we had eternal life, and they say, well, that's nonsense. You can't know that until you die, and then what? Well, then it's too late if you find out you don't have eternal life. God wants you to know. That's why the Bible was written. These things John wrote, I have written unto you that you might know that you have eternal life. Well, we'll continue with our discussion tomorrow, and we'll be talking about the promise and the law, beginning with verse 15 of chapter 3. I hope you'll join me here. Many of the teachings that you are hearing on this radio broadcast are recorded on cassette tape. There are 12 tapes to this Galatians study, and those are available for your purchase. Write for our list of teaching tape. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calavota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.